If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Again, this is Heather at Vacation Rental Success with another action-packed episode, and I'm glad to have with me today um, my son and business partner Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Good, Mum. How's it going? It is going perfectly. Uh, we're both sitting here in the same office today, so it's the first time we've actually tried this with uh, with two mics coming in. And oh no, actually that'll be three three mics. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, we're having a we're having a, a really nice family day today, actually, and we just um, broken out to to do this recording, and it's 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 quite timely, really, because where we live on the river, it's a it's an absolutely beautiful spot, very very quiet for fifty one weeks of the year, and it just so happens that this week is um, the fifty second week and the week that our neighbors move in and uh, it's not it's not the actual residents of the neighboring cottage it's their their grandsons and grandsons friends and it's this week of the year that they all pile in and they party hard for a complete week and we just got to sit back and and accept the fact that they're going to be playing music at the uh, the top of the range for 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 the, for the entire re- for the entire week from the moment they get up in the morning, uh, mercifully they do stop it at around eleven o'clock at night. Um, but the pounding music goes on and on and on, and we have had a couple of neighbour issues this week in some of our cottages. So, so Mike, that's one thing I want to discuss because I know that you've had neighbour issues in the past at Seabreeze. And and I thought it would be quite timely for us to talk about, you know, what happens when when we have rental guests in a property and and they are impacted by the neighbours? Well, I think there's definitely two sides to the conversation. Uh, and, and as certainly as, as what we like to call as a responsible vacation rental owner, you have to appreciate that you're also going to have neighbors to your rental property who don't appreciate you renting out uh, to people who, who may be the partiers. doesn't matter how well you screen, they're there for their week's worth of vacation. They want to sit, have, sit and have fun and, and relax. So we have to always look at it from both sides of the conversation that we have to be mindful that our neighbors may not appreciate us renting out a property, as well as we have to be mindful that we may have some neighbors that our guests may not like. Um, and as you said, yeah, a sea breeze, um, the neighbors, we never really had a huge amount of trouble with noise. It's just a lot of them are, are full-time residents. Um, and I absolutely respect the fact that they live there year-round. Um, and I'm very cognizant of making sure that my guests are aware that they are full-time residents. Um, and the fact that and as, as a rental owner, I know that it takes... Um, a, just one bad neighbor to completely ruin your vacation rental business. Um, as soon as they realize they have that power, 
that's it. Your business is done um, because you'll have no repeat rentals. You'll get bad reviews, and it'll all be down to something com- almost completely out of your control. So what I did with Seabreeze was really focus on making, starting the conversation with the neighbors, um, making sure that they knew what I was doing, um, and not necessarily asking their permission, but certainly putting their mind at rest as to what I was doing. Uh, now, I'm not sure if you remember when we first bought the place, but the previous owners who had been renting out the uh, Seabreeze, um, they were not the best of friends with the neighbors. And uh, the we'd had some reports of guests in the past who were not happy with the attitude of the neighbors towards the guests staying at the property. Um, and it largely revolved around the usage of the beach uh, that's in front of Seabreeze that, according to our uh, land survey, we actually own to the waterline, so we actually own the beach. So in theory, yes, we have the right to be upset with our neighbors who are using the beach, but at the same time, the neighbors have been there for a very long time, um, and they kind of feel the beach is theirs. And quite simply, just to keep the peace, we just don't rent, we don't advertise that Seabreeze has a pub, uh, sorry, a private beach. We say it's a public beach, so that way everybody shares it, everybody gets along. And it just makes life a lot easier. Um, so the main thing is just communication. Long story short, but communication is the biggest thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we, we have had this with a number of um, uh, of our registered managed properties over the years that, uh, that they've had neighbors that have, you know, may have had some sort of axe to grind against, um, against rental groups. And typically, they, they want to take it out on somebody. And when we have a couple of issues going on at the moment where, you know, to, I guess, to put it in perspective, in one property, the, the neighbor is quite justified in his uh, annoyance at the rental guest from one week at this property, but he's taken it upon himself now to make life very uncomfortable for all the uh, remaining rental guests this summer. And he has told the, the owner that, uh, that if they make any noise at all, then he's going to be, um, and he said, I'm going to call the police if they make any noise during the day, which is, is completely ridiculous. Because as you said, Mike, people are there on vacation. So I'm trying to deal with this owner and say, well, you know, help her in managing this situation and and what we have done as an agency we've actually written to him and apologized for the fact that there was one family there that um, you know despite all our screening uh, they were completely unsuitable for rental and we apologized to him we told him what our screening policy was and and we have tried to encourage him not to spy on the guests, but to to become. I I really don't know how to say it. It's not it's not sort of a. Um, it, it's kind of the neighborhood watch. You, you you're just asking asking. Yeah, you have to embrace your neighbors. You have to make them part of your team. Uh, if all you have to do is just turn it around and actually say how much you appreciate your neighbor complaining about the noise, because that allows you to um, go back and, and not rent to those guests again. Um, it's it's one of those unfortunate things where you kind of have to be incredibly humble. Um, you can't take the high road with your neighbors. As I said, if they 
decide that they don't like you or they don't like your guests or they don't like the way you run your business, they will destroy it. There's no doubt about that. That you can you can you see that all the time with these uh, with homeowners associations or HOA groups um, or or people who complain to the local municipality, and that's purely because they want to they want to shut down these businesses because they feel they have an axe to grind. But if you take the time to really embrace those neighbors, invite them, invite them to an annual barbecue at your property, make them, you know, give them the guided tour and, and, and make them feel as part of the family to a certain extent, even if you hate them, like even if you just loathe the fact that they just seem so mean and so vindictive, embrace them, like kill them with kindness. I, I know that after you had, after you did the income property um, makeover, uh, but earlier this earlier this year, you did actually do that, didn't you? You had a barbecue, uh, or was it at the, at the end of the yeah uh, the it, end the, of the makeover last year? You know, it, there was a big tactic to that because during the income property shooting days, there, there sometimes there were twenty or thirty cars parked all the up, all the way up the street, and we had multiple complaints. We had multiple people incredibly upset. The fact that they're you know for a couple of days a month their road was being used up and um, there was so much stuff going on and and we really recognized the fact that it was just so important to bend over backwards for them to be as polite as possible. Uh, we even got the income property um, uh, production team on board to allow them to kind of come down and have um, like the catered catered lunch. Um, that they provided on one day and and it really just as i said just kill your neighbors with kindness because to, to have them on board and, and that's the thing is if you get them on board as part of your team and you ask them can you do me a huge favor and keep an eye on the property let me know if it's too noisy let me know if so you're actually inviting them to do what they do anyway but they don't feel like it's they're doing it in a negative connotation it's now a positive thing it's like oh i get to actually like I get to really spy on somebody and, and let the owners know <laughs> because that's what they want at the end of the day. Yeah, to, to a certain degree. I mean, it, it goes uh, it goes the other way. We, we had a, an, an owner a while back who, who very politely, um, sorry, a neighbor who very politely complained that the, the guests in the neighboring rental property, which we were managing, uh, were too friendly. <laughs> Because the, the, this couple were a retired couple. They'd gone up to cottage country to to retire and in, enjoy the peace and tranquility. Now, they certainly didn't mind the uh, rental guests coming in in the summer with their kids and shouting and having a great time and just just enjoying their vacation. But they said that week after week after week, these guests were wanting to meet them, wanting to invite them to barbecues and invite them over for a drink. And what was happening was that guests were trying to kill these neighbors with kindness. They were trying to be over-friendly. And, and what the, the, the neighbors were saying is, look, we live here all the time. We, we, don't want, we really don't want to be meeting new people every week because we'll never meet them again. And, and, and that, that, was, that was a little bit, um, that's a little bit sensitive, that one, because we we're having to say to the, the guests, you know, the neighbors are really, really nice, but... Um, you know, give them their space. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're full-time residents. They enjoy their peace and their quiet and their tranquility. Um, you know, the occasional passing of the time of day, but please don't hang over the fence asking them directions to 
the best restaurants because it's happening every single week. And even if you invite them over for a drink because they've been really kind and helpful, um, it doesn't actually mean that, that they enjoy, um, say, enjoy the friendship. I, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it, it can be and with some people, they find it difficult to say no. They find it rude to say no. So they, they just don't feel like they have their own space anymore. And I, I completely get that. And but that, again, can be resolved with just a really good line of communication between the owner and the neighbors. Um, almost to the point where you even either make up a business card or if you don't have business cards for your for your rental property, which I know a lot of people don't. Um, but if but make sure that you give them a, a sticky note with your name, um, address, and telephone number so that they know how to get hold of you. They can put that on the fridge, and if they have any questions or any problems, they can uh, they can contact you. I, I, I think for me, for Seabreeze, I found that um, I actually have a lot of my neighbors coming to me now when they're having friends and relatives who are coming to stay. And, you know, if it's in the off-season... I'll give them a really good deal, or if not even free, um, minus having to pay for uh, for cleaning. Um, but it's a great. It's so easy. It's so easy to to do something like that. Or as I said, the barbecue went down really, really well. Um, just the, like an annual open house to invite all the neighbors down once a year, just to thank them for being such amazing neighbors and supporting your guests. Um, it just. I think we live in a society where it's so. It's so much. I know it's bad English. So much easier, <laughs> or it's 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 a lot easier to be withdrawn and be negative towards neighbours um, than it is to be proactive and get out there and um, shake some hands and, and meet some people and know some names. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just it's just going to help you in the long run. Yeah, I I've talked to to new owners in the past who've, who've said you know they're they're, they're considering rent- renting, um, but they're not letting their neighbours know. And my response is always that your first, the first thing you do, is is talk to your neighbours, is is inv- yeah, invite them over for coffee or a drink, and and sit them down, tell them exactly what you're going to do, what your plans are, tell them how you plan to screen, that you're because their their concern is always going to be that the people are going to be arriving week in week out, different groups, and they're going to be rowdy and noisy and perhaps party. But if you can put their mind at rest to say, well, these are the people that we're trying to have, you know, we, we're looking for the three-generation group of grandparents, parents, and children, or older couples, and uh, and let them know where you're advertising as well. So so they can see that you're advertising uh, on, maybe show them your own website, um, show them the, your listings, so that they're not worried that perhaps you're advertising on on Craigslist or, or Kijiji, or um, not that there's something wrong with those, but your neighbours might be concerned if um, if they're just concerned about the sort of people that are going to be coming in week in week out. At the end of the day, they they own their little piece of their own fiefdom, and they just want to make sure that their lifestyle. And their enjoyment of where they live is not going to change because you're doing whatever it is you're doing with your fiefdom. Um, I, I think something that I think some of our listeners may be thinking is that, well, why should I be doing this? Like, I've paid the money for this. I mean, I know certainly in my situation, my property is uh, on the end of a road that is uh, perpendicular to the lake. So there are two properties on the lakefront at the very end of the road, and then all the other properties behind it don't have any waterfront. 
So they all come, those uh, those residents will come down the road to this very, very small strip of public beach, but then we'll meander across to our beach and, and, and use that. And I know the previous owners of Seabreeze felt that, you know, I've paid three or four times more for my property than, than these people living behind me have. So they have no right to be on that. And I don't know, I'm I just, I think... <sighs> I'm not very old. I mean, I'm only 35, but I think I'm old enough to realize that life's too short to get, pardon the phrase, but get pissed off with your neighbors. Oh, I, I think you've done the best thing ever um, in, in in just being open like that. And and you made that very simple decision, which was we just don't advertise it as private beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that um, that it's a very quiet area and, you know, you have this beachfront right in front of the property um, and there may be some other people occasionally, mm-hmm. and it really is occasional, isn't it? No, oh, absolutely. Like it, it really. Um, we we really haven't had any issues for quite some time. Like after the first year, and I think after we developed the relationships, it's um, it's been pretty good. But I think going back to the very beginning of this conversation, there is the other side to this argument. I'm very passionate about being friendly with my neighbours uh, and making sure that they understand that I care about their opinions. However. Th- we started this conversation talking about the guests who are paid a lot of money to stay at your vacation rental and the neighbors are the ones who are being rowdy. Um, so, so how, yeah, that's, you know, and and really that's where I was coming from right at the beginning, because, you know, as, as I sit here now and I'm thinking, can you hear the pounding music from my neighbors next door? And if I was renting this place instead of living here, I would be, um, a little upset and probably would be making a complaint to somebody to say we've paid a lot of money for this and and we can't enjoy it Mm -hmm. however it's it's a tough one it really is tough you know um who goes round to the neighbors and says and and to say that this is not um it's not acceptable the guests don't want to They, they they feel that that they don't want confrontation so they're looking for somebody to make it good for them. And I'm, I'm sort of stuck for an answer to this one. Well, I think that there's also the possibility, certainly in high rental areas, where you have multiple rental properties next to each other, not, necess- not necessarily rented out through the same owner or the same a- agency. Um, and that, un- unfortunately, I mean, it is, that's almost impossible to, to, kind of, to kind of solve that problem without getting authorities involved, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think if you have got neighbours that are renting as well, that that perhaps is 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 just an opportunity to get together with them and talk about how how you all do your screening, and and maybe come to some collective decision on the the sorts of groups that you would perhaps not encourage, and then maybe you know if 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 you know that know your neighbours who are renting out. Um, and and they have loud and noisy guests. At least you would be able to pass that complaint onto those owners. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think in this day and age, it's it's very difficult to to brand, you know, everybody as you know. Some people are partiers and some people are not. I, I know I'm 35. I've got two kids, and I know when when my wife and I we drop the kids off and go up to a cottage with friends, we party just as hard as the rest of them. But I think I like to think we're a bit more considerate just because we're in the business. But there's a lot of people who aren't. So I, I think 
I think certainly in in this circumstance, you have to always put the needs of your guest first. So you have to make sure that they know that if they have a problem or if they have a complaint, they have to contact you as the owner or as the agency owner immediately should they have any problems or concerns. And then you have to have those troubleshooting um, action plans in place. Um, and that's something you should always consider. I think we've talked before about um, whether it has been in blog posts on the site on Cottage Blogger. We have talked before about having troubleshooting plans. So you don't have to worry about, okay, now I've got to brainstorm how we're going to solve this problem. Do those brainstorming things in the off season. Try and think of all the issues your guests may have and, and come up with a book to solve those, including um, problems with the neighbors that you don't have any control over. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I I mean, we, we have emergency plans and, and action plans in place for a lot of different, um, different scenarios. And certainly when we go out and look at new properties, we are looking either side and asking the questions about, um, about neighbouring properties and, and if they're rented or if they're owned and you know, when they're used. I mean, I remember years ago, must be five, six, maybe seven years ago, we had a complaint from the people at Osprey Cottage. Now, we have a, a derelict property next door to us. I mean, the guy's been thinking about renovating it for years and years and has just never got round to it. Um, so we'd never had any issues. But he'd allowed some friends to come and, and um, pitch their tents in his yard on the waterfront. Now, these, these people had no idea it, that uh, Osprey Cottage, which is my place, was... Um, was a rental and they were skinny dipping off our dock um so when when the guests came home it was to with their children they came home from a shopping trip with their children it was to find this group of 20 somethings um swimming naked off the dock um and peeing off the dock and throwing beer bottles in the water and that was a really tough one because we 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 actually called the police um Mainly because there was there was clearly there were drugs involved as well, um, and it, you know to, to some degree it was fortunate that there was because we were able to get uh, um, to to get this it stopped, but uh, but that that was a tough one. I, I think yeah, as I'll go back to saying that you have to put the needs of the guests first. You don't ever want them to feel they are stuck or in a position to have anxiety while they're on vacation. Uh, we've said before that. Um, somebody works 12 months, or sorry, sorry, somebody works 30 days to get one day of one day of vacation. So for every hour that they're not enjoying their vacation, would be an entire day they've had to work for that one hour. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Great way of looking at it. So, so you you don't ever want your guests to be in a position where they have the anxiety, where they feel that they have to go and deal with it, where they feel they have to go next door and tell those people to put their clothes on or they have to call the police always always talk to your guests whether you welcome them or you provide it in the welcome book is to make sure that they are completely comfortable with any issue whatsoever is calling you as the owner or the agency owner um the fact that you will deal with it um you know and that that unfortunately is the nature of the business you you can't just expect your guests just to suck it up yeah, and I mean the neighbour issue will go will go on and on, and there will always be neighbour issues. You know, as as long as there are houses with houses on either side. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we'd love to hear um, what sort of issues you've had with your neighbours if you've had them, and how you dealt with them. That would be um, 
you know, it would be really interesting to, to, to hear those stories. So, you know, you can always email us at heather at cottageblogger.com and, um, and let us know or write in the comments at the, uh, uh, at the bottom of the show notes. Let us know. Now, I also, while I've got Mike here, I just wanted to ask him a couple of questions about, um, about safety and things like, you know, ask him things about fire extinguishers, um, smoke alarms and, and the like, because as you know, Mike's a firefighter and, uh, and he knows this stuff. So Phil and I were down at one of our cottages the other day and we were just looking at the, um, uh, at the fire extinguishers and realizing that those have been in place for about in one cottage for seven years now and then the other for two. And I don't think we've done anything with them. So, Mike, what should we be doing? Well, there's a lot of considerations when it comes to the safety of your property and your guests. Uh, obviously, guests come first, property comes second. Um, this comes down to a couple of different things. Is Firstly, of course, in the welcome guide um, or, or the instructions for the property, make sure that they are aware of where all the safety features are of the cottage. Make sure that they're aware that there are actually fire extinguishers. And, and please don't put your fire extinguishers in closets and cupboards. Make sure you mount them on the wall. And you mount them on the wall closest to the exits. Um, that's the biggest thing. Um, in terms of sizes of extinguisher and um, and things like that, that really comes down to your local jurisdiction. Um, you need to also talk to your ins- insurance company as to what they're expecting you to provide, because certainly in some insurance policies um, for vacation rental, they will expect there to be um, um, certain... Um, certain elements of that policy that you'll have to fulfill. The main thing is, is always treat your vacation rental like a commercial um, operation. Um, Think of any hotel you've been to. Think of any uh, uh, like larger bed and breakfast you've been to. Make sure you're kind of emulating what those companies are doing. Um, So, you also don't have to get like a a, a giant fire extinguisher that's going to be able to put out a, a commercial occupancy but you do have to make sure that you're considering the safety of your guests, um, but also helping to mitigate extensive damage to your property should it be a minor fire. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into the full extent of all the, the different considerations for a fire extinguisher, but one of my best recommendations is is certainly in your local jurisdiction is go to your local municipality or even to your local fire station and talk to the firefighters there. Find out exactly what the requirements are in that area. Find out what they recommend. Uh, and they'll have some great recommendations. Uh, and I know every firehouse in the U.S., Canada, and fire station in, across Europe, we're all a friendly bunch. Uh, we really are. And we, we, we welcome anybody into the station, ask any questions you like. So certainly don't be nervous about doing that, especially in rural areas. I know here in Ontario, um, the majority of cottages um, that are being rented out are in very remote areas. Um, so if you dial 911 here in, in Ontario at a, at a remote cottage, you could be waiting 15 to 20 minutes for your first responder to arrive. Um, so whether you're thinking of medical issues or fire, um, it's a good idea to make sure you're providing some of these things in the property. Um, definitely provide a, a really good first aid kit. A lot of people overlook that. Not only make, making sure you provide it, but also making sure that it's it's um, it's kept up to date and you check on it. Um, what I like to do is actually get uh, the really weak zip ties 
um, that are very, very easy to break, uh, even for a child to break, and you just zip tie the, uh, the zips on, on the bag. So you get your cleaners or your property man- manager or make it part of your checklist and your turnaround just to check that zip tie. So if it's been broken, then you need to go in there and see what's been used. Um, because at the end of the season, you may have had a couple of bumps and scrapes at the cottage or at your vacation rental property. So you just want to make sure that stuff is topped up um, and, and things like that. Again, the communication with your guests is really important so they know what is there at the property for them um, and also what they should do in the case of an emergency. I mean, because emergencies don't just have to be um, medical or fire. You can also have natural emergencies too. You can have a power outage, um, you can have gas leaks, you can have all kinds of things. Make sure your guests are comfortable with the procedures at the property. Um, if you have a gas shut off, um, if you have things that can help uh, mitigate an emergency um, or even help them out. So, for example, if if you have a generator and uh, you should have in- instructions on what to do if the generator kicks on. Because uh, I know, Heather, you have a, 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 your, your cottages, you have a generator installed. Yeah, I've got an automatic generator. And, and that's really important because here in Ontario, we have storms go through all the time. We have It's a very treed area. So um, power outages can be quite frequent. Um, so simple things like that, just so they're aware of all the systems that the property has. Um, and that comes down to one other thing, which is really important that many people don't think about, is actually providing a, a telephone line, like a hardline telephone line. Um, because quite often, if there's a power outage, uh, if you have a mobile, f- if you have a, a hardline telephone but to a cordless handset, the power will no longer power that handset. So it's a good idea to have at least one phone in the house that's actually on an old-style cord. Um, so that way it can be used if the power goes out, because phone lines actually contain their own power within the phone line. So to make sure they can call 911 to let people know if they do have troubles. Yeah, we've always had um, a power outage kit in every property we've had. And in that kit is because we have the um, the digital phones in, in both in, in all the properties. But we've always had an analog phone um, in the power outage kit, as well as a wind-up radio and a wind-up flashlight. Um, and, uh, and most importantly, a, uh, a laminated sheet that tells people what to do. Um, because so many people come out of the city that some of them have never experienced a power outage. Oh, and a, and a power outage for us is so much different. I mean, if if the power goes out at a cottage, that means that there's no power to pump the water that comes out of the well, which means you have no f- uh, water to flush toilets, which means you have no drinking water. Um, so those kind of things you have to consider um, for for the safety of your guests as well as their comfort is that it's, it's always a good idea to have some, some bottled water or a case of bottled water in your safety kit. Yeah, and... Um... It, it really goes back to what we were talking about when we were talking about neighbours, about having this, you know, going through these emergency plans. Um, because, you know, brainstorm it long before the time happens. You know, what happens if there's a power outage that goes on for a couple of days? You know, how are these guests going to be, um, how, are they get, how, are they, how are these guests going to manage if they cannot get out because there's a tree down? over the road or something like that so we did we did a, um, a blog post didn't we just a, a year or so back about um how to how to do these emergency plans so we'll put a a link to that at the end of of the show notes as well so i know. think i think one of the things that can really show how you've excelled as an owner 
where you've really covered off all the bases is if when there is an incident such as, uh, you know, somebody gets sick or if somebody or there's a power outage, but you don't even know about it because they haven't needed to call you because you provided everything for them. Uh, I think that's when you know as an owner or as a, as a rental agency, you have done your, your absolute best because you've really taken care of them. Yeah. I just want to touch on very briefly before we move on. It's just um, just something I'm very passionate about, about um, fire alarms and uh, carbon monoxide alarms. Um, again, just because it's a vacation rental property does not mean that you're excused from providing those. Um, I know certainly here in Ontario, it's it's law to have a working smoke alarm in every level of the home, plus a working carbon monoxide detector outside the sleeping area of your home. Uh, and those obviously have to be tested for batteries and, and things like that. Um, I personally have the Nest system installed at Seabreeze. Um, Nest is uh, an amazing but very expensive option that's come on the market over the last few years that connects uh, to your smartphone wirelessly. So should there be a smoke alarm or a carbon monoxide alarm while you're not there or, that, or even if there are guests there, um, you will get a message on your phone to let you know that that's occurred. Um, I, I find that's great for my peace of mind because if in the wintertime, if we don't have the property rented and I, could, and I get a message to say the smoke alarm is going off, I can call the fire department and tell them to go or I can get a neighbor to go and check on it. So I think the, the, we will do an entire podcast, I think, on uh, wireless operation or certainly remote operation of, of, your, of your vacation rental. Um, but that's something we're looking into and, and we'll refer to the Nest system in the show notes as well. Yeah, um, it's something every year when I go to, to the Vacation Rental Managers Association conference and in the exhibitor hall, every year there's, there's, there's more and more of these um, booths that are, are talking about you know, remote, uh, remote operation, not just – because it used to be just remote operation of your locks, so you could set up different um, – get different key codes. Um, but now it's, you know, you can remotely – turn your heat up, turn it down, do the same with the air conditioning. Um, and, and of course, monitor if the power should go out or, as, as Mike said, if a smoke alarm goes off. So I'm wondering, you know, I'll be going to VRMA um, in October, maybe around about that time we do, uh, we do a, a, an episode on um, those systems. Mm-hmm. I just got thinking. Sorry, well, <laughs> I get I get very talkative when it gets talking about fire safety and safety of your guests. It just got me thinking about California right now. Um, California, right, if if you haven't heard, is is having some of its driest weather in decades, and the wildfires there are quite extreme. And there's a lot of uh, rental properties up in the hills, um, and that's something to be very very aware of is knowing what the risks are in your neighborhood um, or in your rental area. And making sure that you, you're, again, thinking of the safety of your guests. I mean, it may be second nature to you, um, but always be aware and always have a means of, of get, getting that information should there be certainly an environmental hazard that could be affecting your guests. Uh, I seem to remember we had a bit of an issue a couple of years ago. We had some uh, a big uh, storm go through our rental area where some of our vacation rental properties um, are situated and we had many many properties where the power had gone out and it was going to be quite a few days before it could be restored um do you remember the the issues we had with some of the owners at that time um well, yeah it was it was varied i remember a couple of owners were incredibly proactive and immediately went and rented generators and headed up to their properties with generators and they took they took cases of water and um 
and gas lamps and anything they could to make their guests stay as comfortable as um, as they as they could get them uh, for the duration of of the power outage. As Mike said, some were out for for, for several days. And then we had a couple of other owners who said, well, you know, power outage is happening in cottage country. Let them just suck it up. And that just astonished me that, you know, even, even with us saying, hey, guys, these, these are people who've never experienced a power outage before. Um, can you not send them in some, some bottled water? And uh, I have to say those, those, those owners did not last long with us after, after that, mm-hmm. that experience. But it certainly, as an agency, it was the first time we'd experienced something as extensive um, as that. At one point, we had sixty over sixty properties that were without power, and and we learned a massive amount from it. And once again, it was you know, that that it we we were very reactive on that occasion, but we were proactive after that in creating a a very very organised plan if this was to happen in the future. And it's something we talk to all our owners about now before we take them on. That uh, that they they need to have their own plan in place in the event of of power outage and be prepared to go that extra mile to make sure their guests are happy or else you know the guests will just leave and they get their money back. Now in in general we 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 don't do refunds for for power outages because it's just one of those those things that happen and usually it's short lived. Um, but if 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 owners are not prepared to to help their guests out in the event of some such emergency, then, um, then then they do, in the end, pay that price. Yeah, I think running all the way through this conversation, whether it be about neighbours or about emergency um, issues, is just think ahead. Really think ahead. Take the time to put that tr- troubleshooting guide together. Um, and just so you're not stuck, you're not stuck for what to do when, when these issues arise. Um, your guests will thank you in spades, not only with amazing reviews, but also tell all their friends in person and also on social media um, when they're just completely blown away at your level of service and, and how you've managed to say, literally save their vacation from, from being ruined. Yeah, you just hit the, hit the nail right on the head. And uh, and that uh, that, that sort of is about all we want to talk about today i think we've done it was it was a couple of issues that were, that were very close to our hearts today one of them being the neighbors with with the pounding from next door and uh and mike and i having this discussion about uh, about fire safety which of course has then moved on to to other elements of safety so i hope you uh, you enjoyed that that discussion it's always great for me when mike's here in the office and we get the chance to to really sit down and and talk through some of these issues um you know if if you have um friends or neighbors who are renting out it really is worthwhile just you know having a get together you know go out for coffee and just sit down and talk about the different issues you have because you know they're not different that you will all have exactly the same issues so these may be your competition um these these other people these neighbors who are renting out you know you're competing with them but you're also all in this together 
and and it can be really really worthwhile if you take that time to meet up with them and talk through some of these things in just the same way that Mike and I have been able to do so today. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this branches off onto a completely another discussion about setting up local uh, rental associations and all that kind of stuff. But that's for another day. But yes, take the time to find out who the other. Um, industry professionals are in your area whether it be agencies or owners and introduce yourself whether it be through social media or in person um you can you can learn so much from from other people and i think we always find this if we head to conferences it's the same thing you go to vrma or a homeway conference or anything like that and you're going to meet other people with similar problems but a lot of them have come up with different and unusual solutions that you maybe not thought of so yeah so just reach out yeah. And, and reach out to us. Um, yeah, if, as we've already said several times, if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or you're stuck on something or you've had a situation where you're not sure you've done the right thing, please head over to the show notes at cottageblogger.com. Uh, and this is episode 89. Um, so you'll be able to find it there. And, uh, just yeah, just leave a comment in the comments box at the bottom of the show notes and we'll get right back to you. And let's start a great conversation, try and come up with some interesting questions and solutions that we can help each other out with yeah and uh, we and we really love getting your emails um you know i've heard from people this week from new zealand from jamaica from across the u.s and from england and it's it's been it's it's been interesting because everybody has the same issues you know it doesn't matter where where you are in the world um we're all experiencing the same things and we've all got things that we can share with each other so thank you so much for joining us um as ever, take a look at the show notes. I'll put some, you know, just just put a few notes there about what Michael and I have have discussed today, and with the links to some of the things we that we have been talking about. And we'd love to hear from you. So if 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 you can, if you've got any comments to make, just go down to the comments section at the end of the um, at the end of the show notes and leave us a comment, and we'll get straight back to you. And as I say, every single week, we always love to hear if you are enjoying the show. So you'll find the iTunes button at the bottom of the show notes. Just go down there, click on it. It'll take you to a review page. And um, the more reviews we get, the, the, the more popular the show becomes. And the more people we get listening, the more questions we get, the more content we have to talk about. And uh, that's it. I think for another week unless you've got anything to add Mike no that is it for me just thanks everybody so much for listening uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you for taking the time uh, to spend with us and, and especially those of you who do take the time to comment and review it just means so much to us that, uh, that you, you want to engage with us ask us some questions and even share some of your knowledge on things that maybe we've missed yeah, thanks for that thanks for joining me Mike and we will be talking to you again very very soon this episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.